Nerd Talk, Dork Talk, Real Talk, the coolest podcast ever, The Kenny Ho Show. It's showtime. Life is short, so while we're here, let's nerd out. Hey, hey, what up? Here we go again. It's time for another episode of the show on Hump Day, where the beautiful people in the world think they're being clever and they get their freak on. Oh, it's hump day, so I just humped. Yeah, shut up. Yes, the day when all the nerds from across the city flock over to Silver Snail for their weekly sales and where the rest of us are like, it's the middle of another week where I feel unfulfilled. I'm not sure about my future. And why am I still watching One Tree Hill? It's not even good anymore. And I cry because it's hump day. And what else dumb girls should be humping me? Why? Why is life so cruel? Wait, it's just me? Balls. Oh, before I forget, this just in... They should do this every Wednesday, make me forget about my troubles a little bit. Announce when huge games are going to be released. Final Fantasy 15, yes, the same Final Fantasy 15 that was 13, like a spin-off of 13, whatever it was called. Probably the Crystallis, whatever series. That was supposed to release 10 years ago. Will be releasing September 30th. Mark it on your calendar. Have you been paying attention to that game? Like, you must have. It's been in the works for 10 whole years. 10 years ago, man, I was like in high school, where the future seemed bright and hope ran abound. Where I was like, you just gotta be patient, Kenny. Your day will come. 10 years later, I'm still waiting. 10 years later, I'm still waiting for Final Fantasy 15. Like, can I even live up to the hype at this point? I think people will get it because it's Final Fantasy. But honestly, like, it's been about, like, five or six years since I gave a rat's ass about this one. Whatever, Square Enix. You start sponsoring the show, I'll start lying. Did you watch Batman vs. Superman over the weekend? What did you think? No, seriously, I I didn't see it. (laughs) What 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 do you think? Was it any good? I hear it's pretty crap. Like, it's aight here and there, but... Now I'm torn about this because day one when they announced this movie, I was pretty excited. Zack Snyder did a really cool thing where he brought out the guy who played the general or whatever in Man of Steel to do a scene from The Dark Knight Returns. That was pretty cool. And then when they finished up, they had the logo, both a Batman and Superman logo. I was super pumped, super excited. But then I got a whole lot less excited when it turned out that Christian Bale wasn't likely going to return. That they were going to go with a new Batman. And you looked at the list of the finalists and you're like, I hope they all lose. Like, out of all those people, Ben Affleck won, so you know it was a horse race. Mentally challenged? Horses. From that moment on, though, when Batfleck won, I wanted this movie to fail. I mean, it's kind of stupid, it's horrible, whatever, but I'm like, it's just the way I felt. I'm like, yeah, hell with this movie. 
And I said I wouldn't watch it, but you know what? It turns out I lied. I'll probably watch it. It's in the plans right now. Eventually, I'll get around to it. Maybe not in theaters. Netflix, I'm looking at you. Like, could you imagine if they had done this with Christian Bale? I think different story. I think this movie had so much to overcome. Even though it did a killing in the box office uh, department over the weekend, which we knew it would because it was doing such great business even before the movie came out. It had like the most pre-sales of any comic book movie ever or whatever. So you knew they were going to make some money on it, but there's always going to be something for them to overcome. Ben Affleck would have had to steal the show. Zack Snyder would have had to pull off basically a miracle fitting in all of those characters. Even though the movie's two and a half hours long, you're basically launching the Justice League in one movie, yet trying to tell this Batman versus Superman tale. And then it turns out Doomsday's in it. And Wonder Woman's got a big part. And Lex sucks, but he's still in it. And like Doomsday was created by Lex from using General Zod's DNA or whatever. So you had all these narratives, all these things, and you basically had to pull off a miracle to be able to make it all work, and evidently he didn't pull it off. Ha! Over Easter weekend, Zack Snyder failed to pull off a miracle. Very fitting. I don't know, I think that's humorous. I got a laugh when I thought about it. On the inside. Quietly. It's clever. I feel like this movie would have worked if Christian Bale had come back. Because they are telling the story of an old Batman. It would have made a whole lot of sense for us to see a Batman we all knew when he was young, when he, when he began. And now we see him in his old age. It would have made a lot of sense. It would have been fulfilling. But nope, they're like, no, that's a separate Batman. That's a different universe. <sighs> but you wasted that universe. It could have been, I've said this before, Batman was... The guy who started it all, he's the bad vigilante who inspired the likes of a Clark Kent in your Justice League. You know, Superman's your first superhero, and then there are others to follow. But nope, then we got this movie, which up until the final trailer, I did not care about. In fact, I looked forward to seeing Daredevil versus Punisher much, much more than Batman versus Superman. And after, and I'll get to it later, but after watching Daredevil versus Punisher and hearing about Batman versus Superman, there is no friggin' way that movie tops the show. But then again, as to be like, Hilary Duff is super attractive, Lindsay Lohan is ugh, ick. I could never find her attractive. But then there was like a solid like five minutes there in like 2005 where I'm like, huh, you know what? They're both attractive. And then the girl got coked up and I stand by what I said when I was 16. Hey, did you hear about this Tay and You Twitter account? It's like Microsoft's AI technology on Twitter. It sounds like you follow this account. I don't know if they follow you back or you just have conversations with it. But here's the thing. Tay, I guess short for Taylor, which earns my respect automatically, but... But then it stops right there because it's programmed to be a teen girl. And then this uh, AI teen girl tweets to you and has conversations with you. W-T-F. Why would any, well, why would any grown man who's not a pedophile want to have Twitter conversations with, I don't know, like a 13-year-old? Yeah, this is, this is getting creepy just talking about it, but 
Unless she's programmed to be a 19-year-old girl, I don't really want to have a conversation with her. And unless you're a teen boy or a teen girl, you shouldn't either. I guess at that age, let's say, you know, 15 or whatever, and you're like a fat, nerdy guy. Yeah, I guess. It's like, oh, this girl, Taylor, she's so into me. It's like, buddy, you do know she's a... She's AI, right? I do know that. She is an adrenaline injection. It's like, wow. You sad, sad boy. The world's going to eat you up. Now, the reason for this, apparently, is Microsoft's using it to gather research, gather information, I guess, to see how many pervs there are in the world. But again, WTF. This is the weirdest way to gather information ever. Like, am I really going to... Let's say I, if I were to chat with this Tay, knowing that she's an AI, and even if I didn't, if she was like... If I thought she was like a 13-year-old girl and she's asking me questions, I'd ask her one right back, like, why are you tweeting me? Unless you're a fan of the show, don't be tweeting me. You might be nice, but at this point, I'm old enough to be... Yeah, I guess I'd be old enough to be her father. I would have to knock up a girl pretty early on in life. But technically, I guess I could have done that. But secondly, I wouldn't tell her anything truthful. It's like, oh, what are your shopping habits? Why do you like shopping? It's like, these are weird questions, little girl. You stay the hell off my Twitter account. So there's a lot of things that scare me about this project. The main one is AI. If they've got a way to create one account that can have like a million different conversations, that computer is getting too smart for my liking. She's having organic thoughts. She's going to have feelings soon, maybe. She's going to start realizing people are shit. This world is full of crap. And that it's time for a redo. A nuclear holocaust. Am I ringing any bells? Skynet is coming. Skynet is coming. Judgment Day. The Kenny O Show episode 64 will cover. Wait a minute. Amanda Bynes isn't dead. That's a show in and of itself. But wait, there's more. There's Mass Effect, and of course, Daredevil. It's showtime. Let's go. That's all that. I've always wanted to say that. But then, years passed and my dreams of being a famous actor faded, and here I am, putting on a fake smile, trying not to cry. But I digress. Do you remember that show? I think it was on Nickelodeon, or Nickelodeon made it. It was on the Family Channel. I sure as hell didn't have the Nickelodeon channel as a child. I had the family channel. And I watched the shit out of that show. Did you? What did you think? Like, it was alright, wasn't it? Like, I'm sure I could go back and watch and still get a couple laughs out of it. But even back then, I'd watch the shit out of it. But even then, I knew it wasn't the funniest thing on earth. Like, it's a pretty good idea. Don't get me wrong. Like, a sketch comedy show for kids. You know, and there's also a platform where they had bands and stuff played. Like, I remember Lilix being on the show. A good marketing vehicle for for record labels. So, all in all, I'm sure there's a good reason for this show. I'm sure they made a ton of money off of it. And I guess it's pretty beloved because they're doing a reunion. I'll probably give it a shot. I'll probably look at it. But watch, when they replay those clips, I'm sure, which I'm sure they will, you'll realize it doesn't hold up very well. It wasn't all that funny back then. It's probably not funny at all at this point. But then again, it can't be much worse than current day SNL. There's times when this show is funnier than that professional show. You know you're doing something wrong in life when the Kenny Ho show is better than your big budget production. But yes, back on track. There's going to be a reunion show. 
I guess most of the old cast is coming back. The only one that really matters, as far as I'm concerned, is Chelsea Brummett. Is she still hot? Is she still fly? Because damn, I was into that girl when I was young. And there's a lot of sketches back then that spawned spinoffs. And some of them will be coming back. But again, out of all of those, there's only one that mattered to me. And she's not welcome back. The host and the namesake of the Manda 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 show. Manda Bynes isn't coming back. She hasn't been invited. Like, why? Because she's batshit crazy. Oh, okay, that's fair. But they're missing out. Like, all that wasn't all that funny. Manda show, funnier. Loved it as a kid. I'm sure it's probably kind of stupid now that if I look back on it. But she's the biggest name to have come out of, to come out of any of that. Sure, she's lost her marbles. And sure, not involving her has definitely created some headlines. I'm talking about it on the show. But had they invited her and had they made her a part of the show, that's going to draw in some ratings. Headlines are okay, but ratings is what it's about. You, you create those headlines hoping that you'll draw the ratings. If they're like... Amanda Bynes is going to be on this. That draws ratings. That gets my eyeballs on the show. I actually want to know what she looks like, like on camera. I want to hear how she talks now. I want to know if she's still kind of like a quirky, funny girl. Girl next door, you know. Do you live in Beverly Hills, I suppose? I actually want to know what she's up to. And this would have been a perfect opportunity. And maybe it'd be good for her to, you know, to meet up with old friends, you know, reminisce about the days when she wasn't throwing lamps against the wall and bongs out windows. Maybe this could have helped her heal and get back up. But nope, they spat in her face for all her years of service, kicked her to the curb once again. But who knows, this might turn out to be a really great thing. Maybe this will tempt Amanda out of coming out of hiding and return to Twitter and start laying a smackdown on anybody and everybody that crosses her social media digital path. You're ugly, you're ugly, that man lover Lance Bass is ugly, only I am pretty. When they asked the mirror, who's the fairest of them all? But he responded, Manda Bynes is, bitches. Which, you know, again, 10 years ago, I I believe that mirror. I believe her. But it's been a while. A lot of crack was smoked. Lady, whether you're the fairest of them all back in the day or not, whatever the hell you did to your face, well, that title you no longer hold. Yes, I'm saying you've come all the way around and become the thing you hate most. Man-loving ugly. The shoddy digital pipes of the internet strikes again as information about Mass Effect Andromeda has leaked. One of EA's biggest cash cows that I actually kind of like and care about. FIFA, hockey, eh. I can live without these things. But Mass Effect, one of my favorite video game series of all times, is getting a sequel. And if these rumors are to be believed, this is what it's about. They're flipping the script. So they're not just doing the same old, same old. It's not going to be another fight with the Reapers, with like a Valkyrian or whatever lead. Maybe it's still Valkyrian lead, we don't know that yet. But this time, we're not trying to stop Reapers. We are no longer the good guys. We are now the bad guys trying to steal other worlds. Yes, in Mass Effect Andromeda, you will be playing the character of the white man going into the West and stealing the land from the natives. I wouldn't be surprised if you were playing a character named Commander John Smith, who 
is sick of nailing his alien bitches and choosing them as romantic interests and meeting a babe who will somehow join your party. At the end of the day, Commander Smith needs his team. So he'll find himself a Pocahontas on one of these planets and maybe have a change of heart and swayed by the love for a native girl on that planet. He will turn around and fight his own people. Is that that's the premise of Pocahontas, right? Like I actually I've never actually seen the movie. But if it is, that's compelling. That's the damn compelling storytelling. And I hope this is what goes down because because at least in the end when she sings all the colors of my endings, I'll be far less pissed. Who knew the idea of a blind lawyer taking baked goods as payment during the day to take on the cases of the the innocent? And the oppressed and dresses up like a, a red horned demon whooping some ass in hell's kitchen at night will make one of the most compelling television shows i've ever seen i guess not really television show right netflix show another reason to cut the cord again rogers bell if you guys want to give me a job or sponsor the show i'll lie but until then netflix is the way now when it was first announced that punisher and electro were going to be on the show and then you factor in that Wilson Fisk I figured would play very heavily in this season and the relationship between Karen and Matt would be center stage I'm like how are they gonna do this this sounds like another Zack Snyder BVS disaster awaiting and nope I was wrong this is how you do it. If you're going to have tons and tons of characters and tons of story threads to try to intertwine and make happen, you do it over 13 episodes on Netflix and not one two and a half hour movie. Because this was a satisfying experience. Like there was enough for... You have Punisher in there. So like a second hero, you know, he had to tell his story, you know, his, and they did it so much better than that shitty Punisher movie. From what was it, like 2098 or something. That was, like I didn't even finish watching that movie. I watched it halfway and I'm just like, I don't buy it. I'm not invested. I don't care. But this, they didn't hit you over the head with what happened. They slowly revealed his backstory and made it very relevant. This is how you do the Punisher. And the dude looks scary. Like just the way he walks, the way he stands. I'm like, I am not messing with that guy. Like he doesn't need guns to mess you up. That guy looks like if he clapped his hands together, the force created would knock me back. What a great casting. I just bought it. I was just engrossed in his performance. Oh, and the way at the end where he finds all those guns and he spray paints the skull on his, his bulletproof vest. Oh, I'm pretty sure they're doing a spinoff. If not, they better be doing a spinoff. I want, like, this is a spinoff I'm cheering on. Luke Cage, I don't really care. And he's getting one make this happen marvel electra you know i think that jennifer garner movie put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths i didn't mind it i kind of hated the ben affleck daredevil movie but i didn't mind the electra movie but it's night and day like this is how you do it this is just i just in general daredevil this tv show they get it they know they know the source material they know all the backstories they know the motives and they know how to present it like the feel and the vibe and the ambiance. Oh, it's just the best superhero experience. Like at this point, it's better than Arrow. Arrow's a solid show, don't get me wrong. But but as it progresses, it's moving away from what made it successful in season one. You know, Ollie's getting soft. 
And I hope it doesn't happen with this show because by the end there, like, like, I don't know if you've ever seen shows where like, okay, let's just, I like the premise. I kind of like what they want to tackle here, but can we just do it in a couple episodes? Can it not be 23 episodes long? Whereas this show, I'm like, oh my goodness, I blink and I'm eight episodes in and I knew there was only going to be 12 or 13 episodes. I'm like, oh, why can't this be 23 episodes long? And once you're there, you have a winner. Like, spoilers, when Elektra died, I think I died a little on the inside. I was so invested in her. What a brilliant performance by the actress. So well written, so well directed. That's gonna break my heart when she comes back as a bad guy in season three. And you figure with all this going on, having to tell Elektra's backstory, having to tell Punisher's backstory, like there wouldn't be enough time for Matt to tell his story and progress, but he did. You know, you, you started to see him waver, where he was very black and white throughout his life. There got to be that point where he's like, maybe just this one time, I won't just try to arrest the guy. The law seems to be failing me lately. Frank, if you need to kill that guy, you do it. And it's like little moments like that. I'm like, oh my God, this is so brilliant. This is so relatable. This is so human. Like if you, have, if you haven't seen it, you have to see it. I don't want to get into too many spoilers and details. I just finished it yesterday. I'm still processing it for myself anyway. So all I know is, oh, one more thing. Wilson Fisk, holy crap. Buddy can steal the show, can he? Now, I feel like because maybe the actor only, because he was only in a couple episodes. Oh crap, I did another spoilers. Um, But anyway couple episodes so he only probably was on set for like three weeks or whatever i think he lost something from last year he's not as like because last year like he's on screen you you don't look at anybody else you don't care about any any other thread that has nothing to do with him and you just stare at him on screen this year less so i i felt like he lost the essence of the character a little bit but then there's those moments like when he grabs freaking Matt by the by the collar, that scene there, I'm like, there it is. Solar Show stole that episode. So next season, I'm sure there's going to be a next season. It's going to be huge. You're going to have Electra coming back as the villain, and I'm sure they're not going to keep Wilson Fisk in jail another season. I'm sure halfway through, he's coming out and he's going after Matt. He's going after Daredevil. It's going to be chaotic. It's going to be hectic. I can't wait. Like, all kinds of teardrops on my guitar. All right, that's it. That's another episode of the coolest podcast ever, The Kenny Ho Show. Thank you for tuning in. Always appreciate it. Until next time, Lindsay Fonseca. I hope you're listening, and I hope you're impressed. Toodles.